Good afternoon everybody, it's the 1st of April and it is 10 past 3 and I'm joined today on our second Heart Heroes podcast by Luke Cameron. Hi Luke. Hello, woohoo, podcast, yay, hello. You're the reason we're doing this podcast. Oh, bless you, bless you, more than happy to help. So Luke uh, works for a marketing, uh, well, it's marketing for Big Doug, and uh, I, I've been picking his brains about podcasting and how to go about it. Absolutely. In very simple terms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you. It's, honestly, it's such a pleasure to be on. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for joining us. So just give us a bit of background about yourself and, you know, tell us a bit more about how you relate to us as Heart Heroes. Yeah, sure. Um, so I guess the relationship started with Heart Heroes when uh, we supported some families over Christmas with our Big Doug Christmas giving campaign. And um, one of the families um, was Nate, uh, who uh, he is one of the young lads that um, was a recipient of our gifts. And then we decided to work closer with Heart Heroes at Big Doug is kind of supporting them as one of our charities. but. Personally, for me, uh, when I was nine years old, and this is kind of like the personal tie to not only what Nate and, and, and those guys are going through, but also, you know, with the charity is that I had open heart surgery when I was nine years old. I cannot tell you the technical term. My dad would be able to tell you. I can't tell you. But all I know is that I had a hole in my heart, didn't close up, got bigger. Um, the right side of my heart was four times the size of my left. I had a hole between the two ventricles. Um, I got really poorly quite quickly. So it had always been there, got quite poorly quite quickly and was rushed into emergency heart surgery. I think it was within three days, uh, which obviously saved my life. Uh, and now I'm 32. Uh, and I just thought that it would be really nice maybe for me to come on and talk about how I am now and, you know, being an adult living with having heart surgery and all of that. So yeah, that's kind of my personal connection to the charity. Wow, so did your parents know about your heart condition when you were born or is it something that no. discovered? No. No, so apparently most people are born with a hole in their heart, which I didn't realize, and it closes up. It's just part of nature. Mine didn't. <laughs> my parents always thought I was a strange child because I couldn't run without getting out of breath. I l tried to learn to play the flute and the trumpet and the saxophone. Oh my goodness. I was very, uh, I'm not a very musical person, but I gave it a good go. Uh, I could never blow the instruments properly. Like I could never get enough breath. Yeah. My parents just thought I was weird. They just thought, they used to say, oh, there's always, there's something wrong with that child, but not actually meaning or realizing there was something wrong yeah. with me. You know, it's yeah. just the saying that people say, oh, there's just something wrong with him. The, but there genuinely was something wrong with me. Um, and it, got until I was much older you know as a kid and they were like oh my god he's really not well and how they discovered it and I owe kind of my life to my auntie is that I had a really bad cough and a really bad cold for 12 weeks over Christmas period and I they were all funny about not getting me in for an x-ray all of this is just like it will pass it'll pass and it kept going on and on and on and on my auntie at the time worked at Gloucester Royal Hospital she was like look I'm going to get you in for an x-ray. So she got me in for an x-ray and they realised then that my heart was like four times the size wow. on the one side yeah. than it was on the other. And they were like, oh my God. Yeah. And then that was when the 
discussion started happening and then I was basically whisked it went from that to a hundred miles an hour of me being whisked down to Bristol Children's Hospital and rushed into surgery because they were like if this doesn't get closed up like Luke could die um and that's how they found out they had no idea wow. well we wouldn't have that's known mad. no exactly no. so actually you know it could have been obviously gone the very much the other way and mm. they wouldn't have known no. that and it would be too late so thank goodness that you were poorly to a degree so that yeah. things did sort of you know yeah. get checked out and i would have just had heart failure yeah in my absolutely. early to late teens yeah and then they would have only wow. have discovered then yeah you know? wow um, so what so do you remember lucky. of that time do you do you remember sort of going into hospital and the experience you had so do you know what's really weird right people don't believe me when i say this even my parents don't believe me all of my memories prior to me sitting and talking to the surgeon i don't have any right i don't have any i can remember photos and i can see old videos but you tell me what it was like i couldn't tell you i have really wow. hardly any memory of that period but i can vividly remember vividly remember hospital wow like vividly yeah, yeah. um yeah. but any time before that no I can tell you what, you know, if somebody showed me a photo album, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't remember it. As I don't have the memories of it. It's really weird. Wow. But yeah, really, really vivid memories of hospital. And thereafter, um, you know, I was, I was in intensive care for a month, I think. It was quite a long time. And I was in hospital for a while. My dad, again, my mum and dad would know the time frames, but I was in there a long time. And then I was off school for a year. I uh, wasn't allowed to ride a bike for a year because obviously, you know, your whole chest is ripped apart and put back together and, you know, it's quite major surgery. I uh, used to hate swimming. I love swimming, but I used to hate showing my scar. So um, I would either not go swimming or I'd wear a wetsuit. I hate showing my chest. To some extent, I still do, to be honest. But you kind of, I forget it's there now. You know, people ask me, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I completely forgot it was there. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's just, you learn to live with not only obviously having the heart surgery, um, but kind of the scarring and the aftermath and, you know, certain things I can't do. I've been told I can't go on a roller coaster, I can't skydiving, I can't go scuba diving uh, just because of the pressure on my chest. Um, got to make sure that I have antibiotics before I have a tattoo. I don't, I've done, I'll have none of them, you know, so and I'm not really one of those people, but yeah, you just yeah. kind of, it doesn't, I've never really affected my life, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. Mm, mm. And like you say, the time before you don't sort of remember, but it's quite vivid after. I guess mm. perhaps that was a case of that you were actually more poorly than you sort of realised. And yeah. I guess when you're feeling not right, things do get a bit tainted, don't they? So it could be your body's way of sort of coping with that time. Yeah. And... Or just trauma. Just, yeah, yeah, just yeah, like, absolutely. You know, yeah, mind is absolutely. a very strong thing, you know? Yeah, and perhaps you're not supposed to remember it, so, you know. I don't know. And you think that would have been quite a few years ago, and actually yeah. now, how advanced medicine is and how the procedures, and they would have probably detected, if, if a baby presented like that now, you know, they probably would have picked it up a lot, lot earlier, so perhaps they wouldn't have needed to wait until you were, like, you know, in your absolutely. sort of junior years, if you like. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, keyhole surgery now, you know. Yeah wouldn't i don't think from my procedure you need to have open heart surgery anymore i think it's all keyhole yeah um so yeah it's just but i was i'm but listen if the scar means that it saved my life then it's just something you live with you know yeah
Absolutely. And it's a story to tell. And I think that's what we say to our heart heroes now is, you know, be proud of your scar. You Mm. know, it tells a story. It tells a journey um, where, again, I think we're a different generation where we do openly talk about things more. Um, You know, back maybe when you were younger, it wasn't a sort of thing that you you celebrated. It was more of a, oh, it it, is traumatic. Well, if we it's all done now, if we forget about it to a degree, you know, then hopefully it won't affect you in later life. So, of course. But I think we now know, don't we, in later years, that it's good to talk about these things and and be open. It is, and that's the reason why I wanted to come on, you know, because mm. I've been through it, and I'm an adult living a normal, healthy life, you know. And I guess when you are either a parent going through it, or a young person going through it, um, or anyone going through it in general, regardless of your age, it's very scary and very daunting. Um, but I wanted to kind of just go. Do you know what? You're going to be fine. You're going to live a normal life. I live a normal life and it will all be good. Mm-hmm. So what does life look like for you now? Are you, do you exercise now? Yeah. Do you, can you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not the biggest of guys, you know, I'm, I'm quite small. I'm five foot six and, you know, 10 stone. Um, but, you know, I, I go to the gym and I'm allowed to weightlift and, um, you know, uh, I, I had a personal trainer before the pandemic and he was always very conscious of not putting too much pressure and strain on movements that would open my chest up. So we, mm. we took it quite slow and there isn't much I can do, to be honest. Um, other than the stuff I mentioned earlier about roller coasters and basically it's mainly G-force. So anything that will mm. put extreme pressure on my chest, like a roller coaster because of, you know, the force, but also kind of the way that the harness is scuba diving. Cause obviously there's pressure. Um, you know, I couldn't be an astronaut, that type of thing. Um, other than that, perfectly fine. And I live a normal life, genuinely yeah. a happy, normal life. Um, and you know, I, I go to the gym and I go swimming and I, I'm not that conscious of it anymore. Um, mainly because I don't notice it. Um, you know, I don't get out of breath or I can, you know, I mean, I'll give you an example. Back in 2015, I cycled 100 miles for Help for Heroes and raised 14 grand. Wow. You know, wow. so. Yeah, yeah. I can do everything anyone else can. Um, yeah. I just, I'm very conscious that I can't do extreme, extreme sports, but mm. I don't really have the that kind passion, of. I guess, that to... passion or that personality yeah. to want to do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm just happy and healthy now and even forget I have a scar until someone mentions it and I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. that thing. Yeah, yeah. So, and then most people are more shocked than I am. Yeah, yeah, do you have checkups no, now? Have, you don't no, have, no. It was discharged um, when I was about 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. Um, my doctor is aware of how I am and, you know, and I always mention it if I ever have to go to hospital. I had to have um, a stent put in my kidney because I used to suffer from kidney stones and obviously, you know, made them aware. But other than that, no, mm-hmm. I haven't seen a, don't really go to the doctor very much unless I need to. Um, I was, I am vaccinated for the COVID vaccine because um, they put me on the priority list, but then I wasn't told to isolate. So obviously, I don't know about that one, but no, I'm, no, no checkups, happy and healthy and yeah live a normal life to be honest fantastic which is good yeah. for everyone listening yeah. yeah absolutely and i guess you know for some children as they grow up they will still need that intervention mm-hmm. but i guess for some that like you have it when they're younger you know they they sort of 
live it during that time but is uh, always able to to think about it but to move on with life as well and not dwell on you know what could have been and and yeah. you know yeah so that's really good that you you can just live a normal life and absolutely and some equally... people you know may not be able to you know they may have to always go back to the doctor and have checkups and stuff but and people think people always think like oh you know if 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 i didn't have that my life would be better it's the way it is you know you just have to live with it and your life you know yeah. and and yeah. your your you're living a life and you just have to adjust to how it is you know yeah absolutely but i guess you can empathize though with those that went yeah, through course. that time and you know and how they felt and um and just what sort of hints and tips have you got to for anyone that you know looking through the eyes of a child what would you say just oh <laughs> i think it's different when you're younger because you don't really mm. i don't know I didn't really fully grasp what was going on. I just knew I was in hospital and I knew I wasn't well. As a kid, you don't see the gravity of it. But what's really interesting now as I'm older and I'm in my 30s is that, you know, I'm now an age, ever so slightly younger by a few years, it, that my parents were when I went through it, right? So they were in their late 30s or whatever, um, or even, you know, slightly younger. Cause I think my mum had me when she was eight, uh, 18 or 19. You think... I'm a similar age now to what my parents were when I was going through that. My God, mm. how much mm. pressure and stress they must have been under mm. and how hard that must have been for them to see mm. me at that age go through it. Like, wow, I can't imagine going through that at my age right now mm. and sleeping mm. at the end of a hospital bed or staying at Ronald McDonald House for months on end and my dad having to go to work and concentrate knowing that his son's in intensive care mm. and in hospital for months on end. Like my, yeah, my God, you know, as a yeah. kid, you don't really yeah. grasp what's going on. As an adult, you do, but I now look and think what my parents went through. Yeah, and I guess it's as onlookers, isn't it? It's the what ifs, and it's the mm -hmm. you you as adults, you tend to think about the future more than the present. So you're thinking, oh, if this doesn't happen, this might happen. You know, so there's that constant pressure of. Mm. How do we, you know, rather children live in the moment, don't they? So yeah, they, of they, course. Yeah, absolutely. So I always remember, actually. So my surgery, sorry, I'm yawning. I've had a long day. So my <laughs> surgery was about eight or nine hours long. Wow. Which is a long time. Mm -hmm. And I always remember asking my mum and dad, mainly it was mainly my mum, what she did when I was having my surgery. You know, what did she do? My mum was like, oh, well, I went shopping. And I had some food. We went out for lunch and I had some shopping. And I was like, so I was in surgery and you were just wandering around going shopping. And then I think back and I'm like, because I, I didn't really grasp that. I just thought they'd be sat in a room crying yeah. when I was younger. But actually, like, what would you do? Like, mm -hmm. she probably, when she said she was shopping, she was probably wandering around aimlessly, not even looking at anything, mm -hmm. trying to keep her mind busy. Yeah. Like, that must just have been the worst nine hours of her life. Yeah. As a yeah, I bet she bought random things that she didn't even need. You know, it was a case of, oh, let's just do something. Whereas, actually, that's a really good point because at the moment during the pandemic, if uh, any children are in for their surgery, they haven't got that option no. to go and wander around the shops, sit in a restaurant, you know, have a lunch, whatever. So it's a totally different dynamic now, you know, whereas that's very much what they would be doing. They mm. would be distracting their minds from something that's going on and, you know, be able to go back 
with a slightly lighter head, if you like, once the surgery's over. So of course, that, that's that's a good point. But and I always go back to that and 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 you know what it must have been like for my mum and dad and and all of that and how difficult it must be for people now not only not being able to do that but also you know hospital visits and not being able to go into the hospital together and the restrictions and stuff I mean, it must be really hard mm-hmm. but i also really and have a, such a great and profound gratitude to doctors and nurses in this country and the national health service right there are so many people in this country that do not realize how lucky we are Absolutely. my heart surgery would have cost in America over three hundred and fifty thousand pounds, right? Wow! Yeah, three hundred and fifty grand, mm. and my parents would have had to have made the decision to have taken out a loan or remortgaged their house, even if they could for that much money. Yeah, yeah. Or take a chance and roll a dice. Mm. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was just whisked into hospital, my surgery was done, and I was in intensive care for my, and that's just the surgery. By bear in yeah, mind, I, without, I mean yeah. that would have probably been five, six, seven hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, you know, 100%. yeah. And people and... don't realise how lucky they are to have a national health service. Exactly, and I think yeah, uh, we need to uh, you know appreciate it a lot, lot more. Oh, you know? it, uh, people yeah. moan about the cost of a prescription going up, right? Yeah, an inhaler in the US is two hundred dollars. And people moan about paying eight pound forty or sixty or ninety or whatever it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think on that <laughs> note, we need to, yeah, absolutely, just be so thankful. And I think that's oh. why we will always work with the NHS in anything of we course. do. You know, as much as we support our families, we'll support the cardiac teams as well because without them, our yeah. heart heroes wouldn't be here. You know. So, yeah, that's and we've got some point. of the best surgeons in this country, you know, and Absolutely. some of the best doctors, the best nurses. And it's charities like you guys that just help have that whole circle effect where, you know, you, you're you're the, there before and you're thereafter. And actually, my parents probably could have done with you guys mm. back when I went through mine, knowing what they went through. Yeah, I was by the by, because I was young enough not to really understand the gravity of the situation, whereas my parents had to go through it alone. Yeah, yeah, it's a daunting process, it really is. Oh, God, is. yeah. Yeah, yeah it really absolutely. is. But do you know what? You know, we're we're really glad to have met you guys, you know, and you did that awesome fundraiser, which was the part of the Big Doug team. Um, and we can't thank you enough for that. That was just, and you know, this, the charity almost seems organic that we do these things and we do meet people who have some form of connection with heart surgery themselves or knowing Mm. somebody that's had the heart surgery and it really is so inspiring to know that actually organically we're we're making connections as well and it's not forced you know that's really special for us at heart heroes so yeah huge thanks to you guys and and thank you for jumping on today and talking with us and i it's been wonderful truly hope that you know we do have an event or something that you guys would like to come along to and actually meet some of the families that we support as well because i think they would actually love to to talk with the luke that is now an adult that had gone through the similar things so of course i'd love to i really would that's really cool anyway thank you you've got a lifetime supporter of me anyway oh that's amazing thank you so much thank you you're welcome